All right, here we are. We're continuing on through the New Testament. And we're going to continue through Matthew 24, which is a little bit different than what we do because every day we go on to the next chapter. But there's an awful lot there, an awful lot that people are interested in. This is uh, talking about the end of the world. The world will end. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, when will it happen? Uh, who knows? Uh, nobody knows. Uh, but uh, it will. So um, we dropped off in chapter 24 of Matthew, so that's where we are, chapter 24, verse 15. We'll pick up there and talk a little bit about it. So when you see standing in the holy place, to the first century Jewish mind, that could only mean one thing, and the one thing it would mean would be the temple that was in Jerusalem. Now, we must say that uh, the Jewish people, here's a great miracle, because the Bible tells us that the Jewish people will be in the land at the end of the world, when all of this stuff happens. Well, in the year 70, there was a great Jewish rebellion against Rome. And Rome crushed Jerusalem, and the Jewish people were scattered all over the place. They were no longer in the land of Israel, trying to get them out of there. Well, over the centuries, they spread out throughout all the world and had no homeland, no place that was theirs, no political boundaries, no borders. Uh, they were just scattered people all over the face of the earth. So a miracle happened really in May of 1948 when they raised the flag in that land again. After being dispersed for just about 2,000 years, they came back into the land. Now this really fascinated Bible scholars because they said that the prophecies about the end have to do with Israel being in the land, but they weren't in the land. They weren't in the land for thousands of years, a couple thousand years, thousands, a couple thousand years. So, you know, if you were reading the Bible and reading prophecy and these kinds of prophecies in the year 200, 300, 1,000, 1,100, 1,500, 1,700s, 1776, you know, when the United States was formed, you would think this, you know, must be, uh, you know, an allegory or just a picture or or something because they're not in the land. Well, 1948 in May, they raised the flag, Israeli flag, and Jewish people began to come back into the land. And now there are many, there are millions of people living in the land. And some of them are looking to once again rebuild the temple that was destroyed in the year 70. And it's in that temple that Jesus is talking about that the man called the Antichrist, the one who will be against everything that is called God, um, he will amass unto himself power. Somehow the nations will cede their power and cede their sovereignty to him. And it says that you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Now in the book of Revelation, it talks about that, Revelation 13. We don't know all of the particulars of what that means and, and how that will work. But when you see this, well, they are now, there's a thing called the Temple Institute, Google it, in Jerusalem, who for several decades now have been putting together everything that's needed to rebuild a temple in Jerusalem. Wow. So this could happen in our lifetime. It could happen in a few years. It could happen now they could begin building. Fascinating. So when you see the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, Daniel talks an awful lot about future prophecy. Let the reader understand because it's complicated, but we can get to the bottom of it. 
Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down and take anything out of his house. Again, they had flat roofs. They would use it as an extra room. You could eat up there, do your laundry up there. How dreadful it would be for in those days for pregnant women and those nursing mothers. Pray your flight will not take place in the winter, or this winter when it's going to be <clears throat> three below zero, or on the Sabbath. Now here's the verse. For then there will be great distress. Okay, the planet has had great distress many, many times. The bubonic plague, you know, uh, you know, what was that, the year 500, 600? Uh, you know, millions and millions and millions of people died from a great distress. Well, there will be great distress, but this one will be unequaled from the beginning of the world until now and never to be equaled again. There's a day coming upon the earth that is going to be the greatest trial and difficulty in, in a season of distress that the planet has ever, ever seen. It's coming. It's coming. And it precedes the return of Jesus Christ, who will come and restore all things. The whole story of the Bible is creation in Genesis, people rebelling against God, we call that the fall, and then restoration restoration and renewal. So it's creation, falling away from God, restoration and renewal. Whole story of the Bible. And Jesus will come back and renew all things. In those, if those days, verse 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, they will be shortened. So it's going to be so bad that if it continued on, there wouldn't be a person on the planet. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, the Lord or the Messiah is here or there he is, don't believe it. Because many false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you this ahead of time. So if anyone says, hey, he's out in the wilderness, don't go out. If they say, here he is in the inner rooms, don't believe it. For as lightning comes from the east to the west and is visible... So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Forever the carcasses there, the vultures will gather. So you'll see it. There's a time coming when Jesus comes and to restore his kingdom, it will be visible. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Well, he created it, and now he's going to make it all new. There's a day coming when it will be made all new. In the book of Revelation, it says there'll be no more crying. There'll be no more mourning. There'll be no more distress. There'll be no more sickness, no more uh, uh, death. None of this. He will restore all things, and we will be with him forever. And finally, things will be restored and be the way that they were intended to be and should be, and God will make it that way. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now, as soon as, uh, learn this lesson from the fig tree, as soon as its trees get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. You know that when you see the crocuses coming out, you're like, hey, springtime, summer's coming. Even so, when you see all these things, what things? Uh, the, the possibility of the temple being built, Israel coming back into the land, uh, the love of many growing cold. When you see all of these things, then you know that his coming is near, right at the door. 
It could happen at any moment. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass until all of these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. When will this happen? Oh, verse 36. But about that day or hour, no one knows. No one knows the day. No one knows the hour. A lot of people try to tell you that they do. And people throughout history have done this. Said that, you know, they knew when this was going to happen and they've been wrong. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, only the Father knows. As it was in the days of Noah. Well, you have to go back and read that account. As it was in the days of Noah, read it in Genesis. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, and up to the day that Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen, the flood that would come and take them away. That's how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two will be in the field. One will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding uh, at a handmill. One will be taken, one will be left. Therefore, watch, because you do not know the day that the Lord will come. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at the time of night that the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and he would not have let his house be broken into. So you must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour that you do not know. So we need to be ready, and I think we are ready. We're studying the scriptures, and we're seeing that, you know, we're making Jesus our Lord and our Savior, and we're trusting in him, and we know that when we die, we'll be with him, that all of us will die. You know what the mortality rate is in the United States right now is 100%. Uh, every person is born dies. And so we're going to die, but we're given the free gift of life, uh, eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so now that we've trusted in him, we'll have eternal life. He will come back. And it could be that some of us, you know, living now, some of us watching this and assembled here together, you know, maybe we'll see it in our lifetime, maybe not. But we need to be ready. And I think we are ready. I think so. I think you're ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> if you're not sure, just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. You know, wash me white as snow. I am yours. I give myself to you. I trust you as Lord and Savior and you'll be okay. Hey, bless you guys. We'll move on tomorrow and uh, not tomorrow. We'll move on. Um, if you're watching this on schedule, you'll be watching it on Friday. You're watching it on Friday. Um, so we'll see you again the beginning of the week. If you're not watching it in order, then hey, it's great to have you. Love you guys. Let's continue going through the New Testament.